I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Big Louie, his own bad self, always says, This is a hit-and-miss life. There's nothing in between. And as almost always, he's right. Brian Williams, on the other hand, keeps reporting on television that there are near misses all over the place. There are near misses in the air. There are near misses in politics. There are near misses everywhere. And he is wrong. There are no near misses. Think about it. If I look out the windscreen of my little four-seat airplane and it is completely full of the business end of a 747's right inboard jet engine, I hope we have a complete miss, not a near miss. Because if we have a near miss, the airline captain and I are going to have very quickly a very much more intimate relationship than either one of us really wants to think about. And the same principle applies to women. Because I am a Louie Louie generation gentleman, I still call a very young woman Miss. I think Miss is an appropriate and descriptive term for a young woman who has probably been hit on by plenty of pimple people guys, but so far they have all missed. I think that's where we got the term Miss. And that may also explain why when a woman wears the kind of stuff Victoria's Secret sells, She's covering just enough woman to suggest that if I stick around, there might be a near miss. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you put a Louie Louie generation guy into a situation like that, and there is a very high likelihood that you will be absolutely right. Victoria made a very big business out of some very little tiny bits of cloth. And that's how it works. Most of the time, big things are almost always built from a lot of little things. Little clicks that change the whole TV channel that we live in. The Chrysler Building in New York is one of New York's biggest skyscrapers, and it's a good example of what I'm talking about. The Chrysler Building is built of bricks. A whole bunch of guys put one brick on top of another until they got quite a view. Shaq O'Neal is the result of a microscopic egg sharing some kind of a hot tub experience with a heavy-breathing little sperm who managed to wriggle out of his Speedo for the occasion. And it was a long parade of tiny clicks a long time ago that changed my channel to the one that features my lady wonder wench. Here's what happened. Santa brought me a portable radio when I was about seven years old. Click. I immediately became a disc jockey in training. I was listening to WNEW and WNBC in New York because I grew up in Brooklyn, and I loved it. WNEW and WNBC are big-time stations, and the radio business is a lot like baseball. You start in the minors, and you work your way up. So I started in the minors, and I worked up to station WIBC in Indianapolis. That's a, a top-level AAA kind of a, a station, you know? click. And then for some reason, a guy by the name of Al Hickok, who was the program director at WBZ in Boston, went fishing around in a 
huge box of audition tapes, and, and he came up with mine, and he liked it. Click again. I was in the majors. I was just a few clicks away from meeting my lady wonder wench. She wanted to be a veterinarian when she was seven, but her family didn't have the money to send her to school for that. Click. So she became a secretary, a very good one, and she got a good job after high school. She was a secretary in a law office. It was a good job, but no tingle. Click. Her mother listened to WBZ all the time, and they had a job opening commercial on the air one morning. Click. Her mom heard it and challenged my lady wonder wench to try for the job, and she did, and she won. Click. But that's not the end of the parade of little tiny clicks that changed my channel. WBZ was a big station, and she worked during regular business hours. I worked overnights, so we never even saw each other. There were two more tiny clicks that had to happen to make it work. I'll tell you about them in a minute. Louis, Louis. Dicks to Tales, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that men are aroused by the smell of pumpkin pie. Women are aroused by the smell of licorice. The smell of barbecue smoke turns women off. That's why they don't do the cookouts. We do. Big Louie, his own bad self, says nothing turns men off. <laughs> in the Toma, Kansas, it is actually illegal to throw knives at men in striped shirts, which suggests to me that there have to be a, a lot of pretty intense basketball games going on in Natoma, Kansas. The political pundits, I love saying that, political pundits. Anyway, those guys say politics make strange bedfellows. And Big Louie says, that's right. Hookers do the same thing for exactly the same reasons. <laughs> Takes the tails, they take your mind off your mind. Just a little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at uh, DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, would you tell a couple of friends, please, because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So, thank you very much. There are no such things as near misses. Either hit or you miss. The click happens or it doesn't happen. I was thinking about that at a Willie Nelson concert a few months ago. He was singing to all the girls I've loved before. And I was thinking, you know, what would happen if I called all the girls I've loved before on the phone? I mean, I mean, right now, what would happen? I'm willing to bet you that you would hear a lot of dick who? <laughs> and probably some clicks of the telephone receiver kind. Sometimes the clicks in your life work a, a little like the left clicker on your computer. You, you click on something that says click here, and, and you have to click it a couple of extra times, you know. And Sometimes you say some words that the firewall wouldn't let you print, and then if you're lucky, one more click, and the page you want pops up. There is a story in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD 
about a woman who had that kind of thing going on in her life. It's called The Second Chance. There's no question that love can be a scary thing, like the dark in the night. You should be afraid of the dark. Strange faces look out of the night. You can hear them breathing hot passion and cold fear. You can feel the sharp fingers of mistrust tearing at the connections between us. That happens in the night. Connections are fragile. They're only as strong as their most frightened link. Someone who's out there hiding in the night. Hurt. Angry. Almost lost. Maybe it's someone you know. Approaching the outer frontier of personal courage. Tempted by the unprotected possibilities of a stranger's lips. We're just running out of time and hope and control. Maybe that someone is you. Somewhere near the edges of your fears and half-forgotten dreams. I know you can hear me. You look pretty good. You're wearing a simple black dress, short and clingy. It always makes you feel sweet and sexy. You haven't worn it since the Christmas before your divorce. Tonight you felt the time was finally right for you to become a fully liberated single woman again. You treated yourself to a new hair color for the occasion, blonde. You always wanted to be a blonde. But your husband always made fun of you when you told him that you were thinking about it. It's done up in a soft bundle of curls with a black velvet ribbon to keep it in place. You've been a member of the Club for Divorced Parents for a few months now, but this is the first time that you've gone to one of their dances. You decided that instead of waiting at your table for some man to ask you to dance, that you'd pick a man yourself, take him by the hand, and lead him onto the dance floor. It didn't take you long to find an interesting-looking guy just a few tables away. You took three deep breaths, you put on your friendliest smile, and you looked up directly into his eyes and asked him if he wanted to dance. He didn't even hesitate. He just looked down at you and said, no. And just as he spoke, the music stopped, and you knew that everyone in the room heard him. You didn't expect that. But you didn't let it stop you either. You turned to the guy right next to him, simply held out your hand without even looking at him. He looked absolutely shocked. He smiled and he actually kissed your fingertips. You stood up and you slow danced with him for the rest of the night. He's a little older than you. Not very good looking. Short, heavy set, balding. Not even a good conversationalist, but very polite. A little old-fashioned, very nervous. He had very comfortable arms. He couldn't take his eyes off you. And now he wants to see you again, and you like the idea very much. It's actually exciting. You certainly didn't expect it. And then he apologized for making fun of you for wanting to be a blonde. And told you how sweet and sexy you look in that little black dress. And he said... Cheating on you was the worst mistake of his life except for one thing. Just that one thing. 
He said the worst mistake of his life was not stopping the divorce. life. There aren't any near misses, but sometimes, just when you think you've missed so often that you've struck out, something something amazing goes click. I don't know for sure how his second chance worked out, but I know that she was beginning to feel just that. She was beginning to feel again. I only saw that instant, not the rest of her life. But there was obviously a, a click, a quick spark of pride again, a, a flash of passion, an electric moment. And I want to think that it, it relit all the rest of her life, because she's a very good person. The story is called The Second Chance. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the Bedtime Stories icon there on the homepage. Really is a hit-or-miss life. There are no near misses. So, there she was. Daytime secretary at WBZ Radio in Boston. And I was just the all-night disc jockey. Now, the all-night disc jockey is usually the new guy on the staff. You know, nobody pays much attention to him. He's on the air all night. Everybody's asleep, right? But one evening, the WBZ DJs played a charity basketball game, and the station secretaries went to be our cheerleaders. So they all cheered for the daytime guys. But on the few occasions that I did anything right, I heard one lovely, lusty cheer coming from a beautiful blue-eyed secretary with such a smile. (laughs) Click! I've worked at some even bigger stations, WNEW and WNBC in New York. You know, the big-time stations I listened to on my little transistor radio when I was a little kid. But WBZ is one of the most powerful stations in the country. I was getting mail sacks full of mail every day, literally sacks of mail. And I want to try to answer it, you know. So I asked the head secretary if any of her staff would like to earn a few extra bucks helping me out with the mail. Guess who showed up for the gig? (laughs) Click. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.